everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. We have Mike, uh, Michael Jackness today on Seller Speak session. Uh, Michael is a master entrepreneur. He's a seven-figure e-commerce seller. He runs Terran, uh, where he has built several successful brands like Wild Baby, Color It, uh, Tactical, and others, along with building these amazing brands. He also has an FBA course called Ecom Crew, uh, where he documents all of his learnings and shares successful tips and uh, gives actionable advice to e-commerce uh, e sellers. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Mike. No problem. It's good to be on. Awesome. And uh, so from your ventures like uh, Ecom Crew and uh, Terran, you've seen a lot of success and you've been actively involved in building all of these brands uh, ground up, right? So um, so what are your, from your experience, what are some of the factors that uh, budding entrepreneurs should be looking at to start a profitable business? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a, a big topic. Uh, I mean, obviously it depends on the type of business that you're you're doing, but I think a couple a couple things that I've learned from starting a dozen businesses at this point over my life, uh, the ones that have had the most success are the ones where I kind of begin with the end in mind, you know, instead of just thinking about what I'm doing today to make money. Uh, and, and with that, not worry as much about the sales and the money and think more about what the services I'm providing. Am I actually providing any value making happy people are the people that I'm interacting with feeling like they've got more value out of what they, than what they spent. And if you kind of think about things on that longer term horizon, whatever businesses, whether it's e-commerce or uh, content marketing or uh, just, you know, some sort of course or whatever you're selling, it, it's worked best for me that way. And I can think when I was younger and everyone kind of, I think goes through this. I, mean, I, I grew up in a, a pretty lower middle-class family in the U S and you know, I was just hustling. I was, I needed to put food on the table and I was thinking more about the results of what I was doing. Is it going to make me money today? But as I got a little bit more financially independent and stopped worrying about that as my like pure means of what I woke up and thought about every day, it actually ended up making more money by thinking more like longer term and more about the end in mind and not necessarily how am I going to make enough money to put food on the table today. Interesting. And um, so speaking about long-term and short-term goals, uh, uh, something that a few beginner sellers make the mistake of is investing in strategies that give only short-term results, right? So <laughs> one such example is Black Hat SEO. So what are some of the things that beginners need to stay away from to avoid penalties and also get better results in the long run? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of builds on what I was just talking a little bit about before. And it's actually like a great segue into that because if you're thinking short term, it's going to be like, Oh, I'm going to use a super URL. If you're talking about like Amazon, for instance, or I'm going to use a, a launch service or 99% off coupons and like all these different tactics. And the thing is, it's really easy to get sucked into that because it works. And there's lots of communities out there that are gloating about how this stuff works, but what ends up happening and I've seen this happen time after time. And, uh, it took me a couple of times of getting my uh, toes stubbed or whatever to, to realize it myself. But if you're focusing on that, your your business is built on what works today. It's kind of like the what works today model versus what's going to work long term. So for us, for, you know, since since the the great review shakeup of of 2016, which has been over two full years now, 
we haven't done any anything that's gray hat or black hat. We, you know, I sat down with my team and, and saw the parallels of what was going on in our Amazon business that was happening uh, when we were doing Google SEO and, and had to deal with Penguin and Panda and these other types of things. And sat down and thought about what is Amazon, what is Google, what are these companies like really trying to achieve? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like the thing that they really want is the highest quality products for the lowest prices in their customers' hands. They want, they want happy customers. They want the actual best products to rank at the top. So instead of thinking, well, I'm just going to go to, to Alibaba and find another product that's exactly the same and, and make another Me Too product and just try to win by, uh, you know, these, these short-term tactics, it's, it's now, again, a longer-term philosophy of building and, and creating really high-quality products that legitimately are, are five-star or four-and-a-half-star products that people are really happy with that they they don't return they want to tell their friends and family about because they're so good they uh and you know putting together really good packaging and a good and a good company messaging and and which takes longer but the results for us have been better and i also sleep better at night because i don't have to worry about our account getting shut down every day yeah yeah and uh so you brought it up right so discoverability is one of the major challenges for beginner sellers so uh, the beginners could have like and new sellers could have like the greatest product but uh, amazon doesn't always um um rank them on page one it's not very easy so um from your experience what are some of the tips uh that uh beginners sell sellers could uh use to level up their discoverability game on amazon yeah, I mean, the thing that's worked really well for us is building an asset off of Amazon to use to to send to Amazon. So, uh, this is one of the things that we really talk about a lot and on Ecom Crew. But you're right. I mean, it is. It's really difficult. It's like, it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing when you got a brand new company that has no rankings yet on Amazon. Uh, you know, until you have sales, you can't get reviews. Until you have reviews, you can't get more sales. Until you have more sales, you can't get rankings. Until you have rankings, you, can, you know, so it's just like this, this, this really tough spot to be in. So what we started focusing on right after, again, the great review debacle in 2016, within a couple of weeks of that, we started developing strategies of how to develop uh, lists in, in a community off of Amazon to be able to use to leverage when we launch new products on Amazon. So the basic process that we use um, you know, at a high level is providing value first or some sort of value to uh, uh, some type of interest group on, on Facebook. So as a, for instance, we one of our brands is, is tactical stuff. So as we're launching this brand new tactical brand, it's very easy to target people on Facebook that like hiking or fishing or hunting or camping or backpacking or survivalism or prepping any of these types of industries or, or niches, I should say, and those are interest groups within Facebook. And then we'll provide them value by offering a giveaway or some sort of contest or content, free downloads, um, written, written blog content reviews and things like this. Get them on our Facebook Messenger list, get them pixeled with uh, you know, Facebook pixel data, get their email. And then the day that we launch a product, uh, well, the, in the time frame that we're launching a product, which we kind of have a a two week launch sequence, like every day we're taking a sliver of that and sending it directly into Amazon. So we'll email a part of, a part of our list, you know, one day and then another part of our list the next day. And then we'll send a Facebook message to people that are sent for a messenger list. And then we'll uh, run some Facebook ads to them 
uh, we'll work with influencers and get influencers to, to review our products. And all this is completely white hat. And it's an asset that we own that we can use over and over again that doesn't create a footprint. Like big data, like I'm a statistics and big data guy, uh, it can get really unfavorable for you really quickly. If you're using a review group and statistically, like people leave a review, let's say 7% of the time uh, when they buy a product, uh, but all of a sudden, like certain people are leaving reviews 100% of the time and they're also always using coupons and, you know, using other uh, doing other things like Amazon can just run one query on their database and like all those people and all that, you know, credit that you're getting for that just gets swept away or maybe even get your account banned uh, in one big swoop the day that they get a bug up their end to do something about it versus the way that we're doing it. I mean, it's untraceable and it's completely white hat. I mean, it's not untraceable because we're trying to get away with something. It's untraceable because it's not, we're, we're not doing things that are, that they're ever going to want to look into. Like if you have, a Facebook group that you created a community that you're constantly posting stuff in and providing value to a community. And one day you have a new product for sale and you say, Hey, my new products for sale. That's the same thing that a, like a, a eight, nine, 10 figure brand would do. You know, this is very typical the way that even like an Apple would launch their products right to, to their community. So you, that's the, the strategy that we've taken and it's been working really well. I completely agree with you. And I also think that uh, this is what sets successful uh, sellers apart from the other ones, because uh, it's, you also uh, you always have to look at it um, as an e-commerce business, as opposed to just driving traffic within Amazon. Yeah. And uh, talking about um, uh, discoverability, one of the most important aspects is choosing the right set of keywords. Um, given that you are a ninja in keyword research, <laughs> so, um, do you have any tips uh, for our sellers on how to do keyword research? Yeah, so what we've been doing lately is, is focusing on fewer keywords and, and trying to get them to perform better and typically going after a little bit longer tail keywords rather than like the big, the big head term, you know, we'd rather rank number one for, um, let me just try to think of a, like, we'll use the garlic press example uh, that everyone always uses, you know, stainless steel garlic press. I'd rather rank number one for that than necessarily rank 10th for, for just a garlic press. Um, so, you know, we're, we're doing research on before we even launch the product on what's the competitive advantage that we have. What's the, the exact niche that we're going after. Amazon's ranking factors, I mean, from what we've been able to determine, are almost 100, not, the biggest part of the pie, because there's like, there's probably 100 or more ranking factors, but the biggest thing that seems to drive ranking higher quicker than anything else is conversion rate. So if we can put together, you know, if you rank number one for garlic press, you're probably not going to have as high of a conversion rate as stainless steel heavy duty garlic press, stainless steel garlic press, restaurant grade garlic press, whatever thing that you're going after that's the, and I don't sell garlic presses, so it's hard to, 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 to say, but we, we also have a brand that, that does coloring, coloring books. So for instance, instead of ranking for, for gel pens, which is just more abstract, I'd rather rank really high for gel pens for adult coloring books, which is actually also like a really big search term. And by, by ranking for that, our conversion rate is naturally going to be higher or, or by targeting that keyword, I should say, our conversion rate is going to be higher, which is going to allow us to rank higher just naturally. So we'll, as a part of our keyword research, we're, we're looking at things that we feel like those longer tail keywords separate us from as, as a 
competitive advantage of what is our product actually really going after versus like the big, the big main head term uh, and, and trying to live within that space. And Amazon's also made it now uh, where you only can use limited amounts of keyword data in your search fields anyway. And we've also find that like in the title, for instance, instead of like stuffing it with, you know, stainless steel, black, uh, restaurant grade, heavy duty, amazing garlic press, you know, we, we will put fewer keywords in there so it reads better, which gets a higher click through rate because it's, you know, from a usability, readability standpoint for the user, uh, it's more friendly. It actually reads like something that they would read rather than a computer is going to read, which leads to higher click through rates, which leads to higher conversion rates, which leads to us ranking higher for that. So instead of trying to rank, you know, first bottom of first page for every single thing, we'd rather target being like literally number one for a few key things. So that's our strategy. Sounds good. And uh, I'm sure you've implemented several such strategies uh, for all of your brands, right? So are there any hacks that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Uh, I, I think the biggest hack, and, and it, this is interesting that it seems like people just don't put enough effort into their, their imagery. And we've seen our conversion rates literally double, like I'm not exaggerating, literally double by putting better photography. And this is something that we're, I feel like we're, it's, it's, it's a journey, not a destination. It feels like we're, we're never there. Like we even, when we keep on putting more and more work into it, we keep on putting even more work into it uh, because it keeps on providing better and better results. And you can always do a better job like at anything. So we try not to get complacent with it, but you know, we started with really good photography. Like, I mean, it was, uh, this is something I understood from day one of selling online. When, when you're selling online, it's so much different. Like I grew up in retail. My parents uh, owned some retail stores growing up and you know, someone walks in and they get to look at it and touch it and talk to you and experience it and ask any questions they might have. And people have a lot of questions and a lot of them are, I think they're kind of dumb. They're like, just a lot of questions. Uh, but if you're there in person, you can answer them really, really easily. Well, if people are shopping online, like you've severed that relationship. And the only thing you have to really communicate what your product is and why it's better, uh, or even it might not even be better. You can just do a better job of communicating what the product is and answering the questions that they have is, is through the, is through those images that you have, the, both the, the seven images that Amazon or nine images they give you, uh, the main images plus your enhanced brand content. Um, so we've been working on really hard upping our game with the photography, looking at the Q and a adapting to our listing, like, you know, like a chameleon. So people ask questions in the Q and a, and we answer we'll go back and answer those with our images. And we use what I call mini infographics. So it's not just pictures of the item. Like we'll have a chart that like, you know, compares our product to a competitor's product with like check marks, like ours does these things and the competitor doesn't. So, you know, if we got a, a customer that's like, I'm back to the gel pens, like how many, like the listing will literally say set of gel pens with 24 glitter, 12 metallic and 12 neon pens, like in the title, but then people will ask that question in the Q and A, like how many glitter pens is this come? So, you know, they're not reading, like, you know, for sure they're not reading. So if we put that in, you know, change one of the images, to, to show that very clearly because people will click and look at the images. So if you can explain the questions that they have within the imagery or infographics, it makes like a massive difference in your conversion rate, which will then help you rank higher. And uh, it, we also will look at the reviews. So like if, if people are leaving us negative reviews for any reason, 
a, a lot of times we can fix that by by updating the imagery. So, uh, you know, we we got we also sell we have a brand called Ice Wraps that sells hot and cold therapy stuff, and you will sell a five by five inch ice pack, and we'll get a negative review that'll literally say like it's not as big as I thought it was going to be, and you're just like you know how freaking ridiculous is this? Like I mean, it's exactly the size that we said, but like so. But if we take that that pack and stick it in someone's hand or put it up on their face or on their shoulder and show it like in proportion so they can just visually look at it and go, Oh, that's not big enough for what I want. Cause people don't know what five inches is. So you can fix a lot of this stuff slowly, but surely by, by adapting to what people are telling you and just constantly making that better. And it's interesting to me that like, cause again, we see thousands of different sellers like through, through Ecom crew and through, I go speak at a lot of events and I see this over and over again, People are, are so excited to like go develop a new product and go launch a new product and they'll spend you know, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars developing this product and like getting the packaging just right and, and going through all these iterations of samples and then they just like don't do any photography or don't, you know, they, they, they stop short there. And so that's, that's really kind of, I guess, the hack is, is to spend more time on that. You'll get... M- from all the research, everything that we've done, all everything we've done in this, like in this, in this business that we have, that's like this, this large cruise ship. That's like hard to maneuver these days. Um, the thing that really gives us the, the most impact quarter after quarter, still after years of doing this is just putting more effort into the images. I completely agree with you. And uh, I bet like a lot of our listeners today can implement that for uh, the best quarter. That's just around the corner, yeah, uh, yeah. which is Q4. Yeah, so I just wanted to ask you if you have any strategy, especially for Q4, that uh, has worked really well for you in the previous uh, years. Yeah, I mean, don't run out of inventory. Uh, Don't underestimate the power of Amazon. Uh, This is now like our fourth or fifth year uh, selling through the holidays on Amazon. And even still, like we... Still end up running out of stuff because it's just like if what ends up happening is you're you can only forecast from previous year's data and a lot of the like the things that that start to sell like crazy will run out and we don't really know like what what the real demand was so you kind of change that for the next year and it's still not enough and then you change it for the next year it's still not enough and you run through this gamut of it's the holidays and then immediately afterwards it's chinese new year so if you run out for the holidays, it's a lot of times impossible to get, you'll be out of stock for four or five months. So if you can afford it from a cash flow perspective, just make sure that, you can, that you've ordered enough inventory. And we're doing this podcast at the time where like, if you hear this, you still have like by a day or two, still enough time to like go get more stuff because it's, it's, it's really important. But, um, and also to get it in early. That's another, another big thing that we've learned. Uh, Amazon's warehouses get so backed up that uh, if you're sending inventory in in November for like November 1st, it's too late for, for like, I mean, they just, they don't get it fully in stock and checked in, especially if you use a partner carrier. Um, the, the backup can be for you know months. I mean, we've had stuff that we've sent in that didn't get checked in until all the way after the holidays. So this year, um, all of our stuff's going in in early October. I mean, it sucks from a storage fee perspective, but we want all of our holiday inventory landed there the best that we can uh, and, and fully in stock by the end of October, which means that it has to really be there by mid-October to get checked in and get, you know, transferred through all their warehouses and, and be fully available for sale 
uh, for the holidays. Um, you know, the other, I guess the other thing would be don't get too caught up on the lightning deal stuff on the, uh, you know, we, we've, we actually did a full podcast episode about this. Uh, we realized that we're actually probably hurting ourselves by doing lightning deals because by the time you give up the margin and uh, pay the, the astronomical fee for uh, that they charge now for lightning deals and have to pay all the extra storage fees to have that inventory there and then add in this extra element of uh, the number of units that will sell on a lightning deal is so like wildly varied depending on like, how successful it is out of the gates. Uh, we were, we're kind of just basically, we, we, we applied for a couple of them uh, because we had the inventory already on hand. But what we learned basically from running both lightning deals the last couple of years on uh, Black Friday and also during Prime Day, uh, that the only one that really makes money in that situation is Amazon. And it, it's good for ego. It's really cool to like log in and see like this like massive sales spike and go, oh my God, like this is an amazing day. Uh, but if you really get down to the nitty gritty and analyze the profitability of those uh, they're not great and you'll get a huge halo effect from, you know, both on prime day uh, or on black Friday or cyber Monday, just selling at full price and, and you get full margin. So those will be the other, the other things. And then the last thing would be to just make sure that you, that you crank up your budgets for PPC. Like we don't increase our bids because I think that that's kind of a, a mistake personally, but we make sure that our budget's really high. So, cause the traffic is just so high, like you'll start running out of, you'll, budget if you have a lower budget set. So we, we start setting all of our budgets to like $1,000 a day just to make sure we don't run out. We, we never actually spend that much, obviously, but we, we just make sure that if we have a, a, a PPC amount that we were spending for the last 10 months and it was profitable then, it's going to be even more profitable during the holidays and there's no reason to cap the amount of spend on PPC at that time. So that's a whole bunch of things. Interesting. Uh, I've never heard like anybody talk so openly about uh, not running lightning deals because it's one of the best things there is. Uh, at least that's what a lot of people think. So it's very interesting to uh, to hear uh, somebody like you say that it's just like uh, spending a lot of money. Uh, in the end, nobody gets uh, benefited from it apart from Amazon, right? So yeah. I think that's something that uh, I definitely resonate with. My, my friend Dave that I do the podcast with has the saying that uh, revenues are vanity and profits are sanity. So like you, you do these lightning deals and the vanity of, I just did a hundred thousand dollars in sales today. Cause we, I mean, last year we did a hundred thousand in one day uh, on prime day or yeah, I was on prime day. And that just seems amazing. You're like, Oh my God. And like, you know, you're high fiving around the office, but then like you, you know, we have a, a data analyst that works for us now and we were going over it and she's just like, why are we doing this? Like, it makes no sense. We actually made less money today than we would have if we sold uh, what we would have anticipated as like a halo effect from just being available on that day. Uh, and, and, and then we can, we can plan better because what ends up happening is like leading up to all those sales, you have to have a disproportionate amount of inventory that you stock. And if you don't sell through all that, it like screws up your cash flow. So it's like, it's actually like it, it can be disruptive, more disruptive to your business than helpful. Interesting, definitely. Um, so for our last question, your podcast and course site, uh, Ecom Crew has been getting a lot of traction from sellers um, so who are looking to transform their e-commerce businesses. So one of the USPs of your site says that uh, you give actionable advice that will work nine times out of 10. Um, so how has the re response been so far? And can you share your experience? Yeah, I mean, I think our unique selling proposition is that 
like we really are truly sellers. Like, I mean, a lot of the people that are out there doing this stuff are not really seven figure sellers or, you know, they, they put out good content. I'm not knocking them. They, they, a lot of them are my friends and they do, you know, they do a good job, but we're also the only ones I know that are completely open. Like, I mean, we talk about all of our brands, all of our products, like there's links to everything, like from our blog showing exactly what we're doing. Um, and it is a little dangerous because people can copy what we do, but my feeling has been uh, if you can copy us and beat us and it's our fault, you know, we, we have a head start and we should be able to, to keep, keep the lead. I also have a feeling that uh, we're never going to sell a hundred percent of like all the coloring books in the world. I mean, that's just a really stupid like philosophy of like, we're, we're trying to carve out like our little piece of the pie and, and let that piece of pie get bigger every year. And as long as we're doing that, you know, it, it doesn't really matter if other people uh, want to do that if you're going to just flat out copy somebody it, it, you're probably not going to be successful so those are the reasons why we do it but i also just really enjoy it like they're it's just it's really fun doing that so i mean most of the stuff that we do is actually just free like the, the podcasts we have ecomcrew.com slash free where you can go sign up for a bunch of free mini courses and uh and then we also do have the premium stuff where it, it's just one subscription fee that gets you access to a bunch of pre-recorded premium courses that we have and then access to dave and i through email, through monthly webinars and uh, other ways that are, that are pretty cool. And uh, uh, you know, it's been, it's been going really well. It, it's, it, it actually is cool from the perspective of, you know, there's no inventory, right? So you, you make a course and there's no inventory to hold. So anything that you, you sell when you, when you're giving, when you're selling information is, is a much higher profit margin. Uh, and, and you do it once and you can keep selling the same information to multiple people. So that, that part's cool, you know, from a, a information selling standpoint, but um, I, I think that the thing that's made us successful is just the fact that we're genuine and, and love doing it. We're, we love nerding out about this stuff. And uh, just like what I mentioned at the top, we don't worry about the money aspect of it. We worry about helping people, providing good information. And, and I know that that stuff comes later and, and it has, I mean, it's, it's proven uh, that same model proves it's, it's way through uh, information just as much as selling physical products. And we definitely love learning from you. Um, and I'd like to thank you again, Mike, for joining us today. And it was, uh, I really enjoyed making this video and it was so informative. Thank you again. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it. And uh, thank you for having me on. Great, great. Um, thank you for joining us today. Uh, do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Do head over to our website to, for a seven day free trial. Also for more great content you can head over to our blog site uh, where you can get more information on how to make your amazon business successful thank you for joining again thank you